Build the portfolio of tomorrow today with alternative investments previously reserved for only the top 1%. Yield Street's cutting-edge investment products are designed to grow your wealth, bringing you one step closer to the financial independence you crave. With minimums at just $500 and access to investments in art, real estate, venture capital, and more, the future of alternative investing is now with Yield Street. Visit YieldStreet.com to get started. That's YieldStreet.com. He's back. Third appearance. Could even, is it third or fourth? Third hat trick. Record-breaking third appearance. Nick okay, McEwen. Right. How are you doing, mate? Very good, mate. How are you? Yeah, all good. All good. Can't believe it's been a year since we've been in lockdown. Yeah, I know. Do you, do you remember I said on the last one, I did a podcast on the eve of lockdown last time, literally on the night before we went in, and I was all jovial about it because it was all novel, thinking, oh, this will be this will be like a cool couple of weeks, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No work will be done, I won't have to do anything, and then bam, a year later, we're still here. It's insane, isn't it? It's horrible. It's really horrible. I think everyone's had enough now, haven't they? I think that's the main thing, is just that everyone is um, super tired by it super tired just mm. worn out yeah um it does make you wonder what the output like once it's stopped in inverted commas what happens then because i think you've gone through something like this it's going to be there, there'll be a lot that comes out later i think once we're through once we're through it. i don't know what that looks like but well the first thing obviously everyone goes Gets absolutely off their nuts at Weatherspoon. I think. <laughs> a lot of people that have been locked in for months yeah. and months and months. I think that that's going to be one hell of a time for some people. Um, I'd advise people to probably stay at home for that first night because yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's going to be crazy out there, wouldn't it? It's yeah. you lock people up for years, but look, I'd look nothing against the lockdowns and things like that. I think we're at probably the end of the cycle now in terms of big national lockdowns. You'd hope if we've had half the was it half the adult population vaccinated now yeah I think which so, is amazing yeah. i think yeah like I, I, it's not lost on me i mean they did eight hundred thousand the other day in one day yeah well when you give it to the nhs instead of outsourcing it oh here he is here he is <laughs> card carrier lefty <laughs> fully signed up membership mate yeah but no it's, it's a valid point mate it is a valid point there's um just leave them to it and they get on with it don't they yeah, just a bit. Everyone when you think about the, um, when you think about the lockdown, um, just viewing from a, like externally, you've you've done loads, though, haven't you? Really? What what's the when you look back on this year now? Because it has been like there's a moment of reflection today. It makes you. It does make you think about. Wow, that's can't believe that's been a year. But when you think about you personally. Mm what's what's the year been like for you what do you reflect back on well i just i i mean it sounds cheesy but i think it was just a time for it was a time for reflection for everybody because i mean all of the external stuff that was important before you you didn't have a choice to make it unimportant because it was taken away from you and i'm not saying that like obviously i know we're not prisoners and we're not we're, we're going through this for a reason but i just think that it's taken away a lot of the external noise in my life, I think, and gave me a chance to focus. I mean, I did the charity walk when we had a break in lockdown last time, which was a big moment. I sort of knuckled down and made, see, I had about 25 different fragments of a business. Mm. And I knew that 
one day I'd pull that all together and it would be a business. And so I sort of, I used it as an opportunity to do that. I, I spent money on it. I, um, that it always kind of been like, well, I'll get around to it one day and I'll make it all official and stuff like that. So yeah, it was just that really for me, it was a couple of months, a couple of months of research and then bam, off we go and never look back since. So I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what post lockdown looks like for me. Cause I've got a feeling that a lot of companies are tendering now because they can't get out to meetings. They can't get out to visits. You know, I think they're just chancing their arm on the tenders and it might be something they've not looked at before um, just to try and find new income levels. And people are panicking obviously about the wages and paying the bills for people. So it's been, yeah, for me, it's, it's been quite, <laughs> I mean, I, I hate to say it. Like, I mean, with my family, we've lost a couple of friends and stuff through the, through the pandemic and and it hasn't been easy and like obviously people's mental health been struggling but I mean for me the lockdown hasn't actually been that bad like it's given me an excuse to miss the gym um (laughs) (laughs) I built the business and yeah mate it's it's, it's going really well I don't I don't know what the factors are I think obviously I had the following and stuff behind me already which give me if you're honest it gives you a head start on um Mm. on where other people start from so yeah, long may it continue, mate. And um, and that's really all I've done, to be honest. I've just worked and worked and worked and worked. And I always promote taking care of yourself and having time off. I've done none of that um, <laughs> the whole year. Um, so yeah, I had a well, I had a, I had a week. I had a week off. I went to when uh, lockdown was eased. I think it was August. When end of August, I took my daughter to. We went to Crete in Greece. Um, just for a little week away, and then I think it was like the day we got back, they announced that no more flights were coming back, and you'd have to quarantine yeah, you for two weeks. So just about flew in on the seam of our pants on that one. But yeah, other than that, mate, I just it's been a time for reflection all round. I think the world's the world's changing, things are going on, and and I mean it, it started. I'm sure we'll get into it at some point. Loads of different arguments about the way people see the world and and the way they see lockdown and the government and all these massive conspiracies that are happening apparently left, right and center. And, you know, it's lockdowns, not for anyone's benefit. And you get them absolute lunatics on LinkedIn saying there's a plan for 50 odd years to get us into lockdown. And just, would they be, would they, would they be some of the same lunatics that were in um, London last weekend? Oh. My, my oh. stepdaughter said to me, A, she was amazed at how many people were there, but she said, what do they, actually want or what are they angry yeah. about right because she'd heard the um the chant that they were doing you can shove your vaccine up your ass um, oh, lovely and it's supposed to be injected into your shoulder i think <laughs> but and honestly i couldn't really answer it because I, I said i just don't know i lockdown's coming to an end anyway it's kind of like a it's, it strikes me that this has always been a con society's based on us all adhering to certain rules and having a con- uh, contract with each other yeah. and it seemed to me that we've done all this because we wanted to protect the vulnerable in our society and we had sacrificed some choi- personal choices and liberties to to do that yeah i don't understand what this group of people protesting i'm i think i i heard and i don't know enough but i heard it was a a collection of different people, like you say, some conspiracy theorists in there, other people just devoutly against any form of lockdown, but 
not wanting to get vaccinated, I do not understand at all. I don't. The thing is, like I had always said on the vaccination, because I mean, this anti-vax thing is not a new thing. Like if mm. you follow world news, they've been saying yeah. for the last sort of five years that Bill Gates is some weird demon who goes around vaccinating people and vaccinating people and use it for his own thing. But it's it's just it's just the premise of look that what they're saying is it can reduce severely uh, like massively reduce the risk of you having bad symptoms of the coronavirus. So although it's not stopping transmission at the moment, it's going to stop you from getting as ill. Now people can say what they want about oh it's only old people. It isn't only old people. Like I know people, like mm. I physically know people that have died mm. who weren't old, who weren't, yeah. didn't have multiple organ difficulties. And, things. and I think the crux of it, mate, is that some people just like to be disagreeable for the sake of being disagreeable. Whatever yeah. the government had, and look, I'm not Boris Johnson's biggest fan, everyone knows that, but whatever they had done, whatever measures they had taken, you would always have a massive, and they're always usually the loudest section of society kicking off about it i mean the london one if you are protesting for the end of lockdown right if if bearing in mind gathering with fifty thousand other people in close proximity without masks isn't the way to do it we know how vaccination we know how viruses spread yeah but we know virus <laughs> and people will say there's not been one credible study to say that they don't spread out they that they spread outside so well they spread from person to person so if yeah. you're still with 50,000 other idiots or 75,000 <laughs> yeah. other idiots like you and yeah. you catch it and go home, you kill your nan off, do you know what I mean? You you touch yeah. a surface on the way home and someone takes it home to their nan. And you like the first easy measures are April the 12th, right? Aren't they? Is it April the 12th? Yeah, yeah. yes it like, is. Yeah. What the bastard in hell is the point in going out two weeks before it's finished after you've been in for a year to say yeah. no more lockdown when they've already announced the end of lockdown. Yeah. To me, That's it's awesome. absolute madness. And obviously, yeah. you know, like me, like my sister, she's a doctor in the NHS. My mum's a nurse. My brother's a police officer. They, they've had a hell of a year dealing with yeah. this. My sister's exhausted. Yeah. Though yeah. She works in anaesthetics. It's been up and down. And yeah. I just think of her, like what must she think? Or yeah. like what must, you know... Um, there was the stories at the beginning of the nurses that were dying before we really knew yeah. what was going on. And what must their families think seeing that? Yeah. You know, these. We're the same. My sister's a paramedic, and um, I can remember being in touch with her at the at the start of all this when they were getting not even daily but hourly briefings around. You know, when we were discovering all the different um, symptoms. Yeah. So they would they would be going out to people, going, "I just don't." They were not knowing um and it's just been yeah we've been exhausted but like like you and your family they're they're the ones that have been on the front line haven't they yeah well it's it's what it is mate is it just highlights to people it's the same at christmas time um now obviously in portsmouth it was tier five at christmas when they made up a tier five so nobody <laughs> could meet portsmouth. anybody yeah <laughs> where nobody could meet anybody um, and they announced it three days before so obviously we all discovered three days before that we weren't going to be able to spend time mm, together and stuff yeah. like that. And then you'd see these idiots on LinkedIn and places like that, Twitter being the worst one. Like, well, I'm ignoring that. And it's like, yeah. well, do you know what I mean? Like, you've yeah. got to, surely there's got to be some conscience to these people. And and one of the things that I see, and there was a girl 
who I had on Instagram from LinkedIn, and she um, she was really level-headed, like really good job, really level-headed, like kind, nice, and then but she just doesn't get it. Yeah, like she just doesn't get that. Like she says, she she's doing it for she's doing it for people. So the government think take all our freedoms away. And, and once you've given them power that you can't get it back. Now I do look, I've I'm doing a history degree. I understand how governments have been around the world in the past. And and I've read a bit and I, it is hard to get rights back once you sign them over to the government. And it can be, but look, we live in the 21st century in the Western world, you know, you can't nobody can make a logical argument to me that Boris Johnson's just going to turn around tomorrow and start operating concentration camps and trains to London and throwing everybody in a gulag you know because it, it just isn't going to happen mm. in the western world that side of humanity for now and for the foreseeable future is gone thankfully we don't have those problems anymore and this whole thing about where well, you just, they they call us brainwashed sheep don't they because we have a vaccine but and then the, 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 i saw a brilliant thing um some again it was on linkedin but some fella who had said um it was the lady that had had the vaccine the first time the 90 year old lady yeah yeah a name for whatever it was but his post was like i wonder what bill gates is going to do on his first day in control of <laughs> Beryl. lady yeah Beryl, <laughs> whatever <laughs> name was. and i yeah. just thought you know what make a joke out of it because but but I mean, as funny as it is to mock these people and say how stupid they are, I mean, they are the difference at the moment. Like they could, like if there's a massive spike, yeah, now, then we're not going to be get out of lockdown when we said when they said, we were, and then what they'll do is turn around and see, oh, I told you the government was lying. Mm. It's like, well, yeah. you've just got, yeah. sometimes in life, right, and and it, you learn that you have to compromise sometimes. You know, like we're not like nobody is ever free to do everything that they want. Like if yeah. I was free, I'd walk into Lloyd's TSB, if that's still a bank, and just walk out <laughs> with, all, with all the gold in there, you know? Yeah. yeah. You don't, you don't I read this. It's a contract, a social contract. Exactly. I read this um, article about the history of anti-vaxxers going all the way back to, um, I don't know, polio and things like that, and some of the... Um, literature that they produced then even in sort of victorian times about not taking not taking vaccines because of do, it would do x y and z you know yeah. and history has proven proven them wrong you know I, I put put my faith in medical science rather than um people yeah. that are just like you say shouting the loudest on various social media platforms it is a it's a very strange time even today um, ben Page shared this poll that said the pandemic has made us. So it was, a, it was the question was, has a pandemic made us as a country more or less divided? Mm -hmm. And it was equally split. Yeah. So we can't even decide on whether we are divided. <laughs> I think what it's done, mate, is it, it, I think if you are in any way truly social conscious and, and not like you say you are online, but mm. like you are then you would have seen things and done things throughout the last year that would bring people closer together and, and would like take the time like you do with your job posts and, and helping people and stuff like that. All of that stuff does bring people closer. together. There will always be a really, whatever the scenario was, there'll always be a noisy subset 
that disagree. Mm-hmm. Like, and we have, like, when it comes to vaccinations, especially. So, I think the stats were a lot of countries in U- Europe suspended use of it, didn't they? And we're fair enough. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's understandable because it's a new thing. But I think the the people that were at that time, and I'm not exactly 100, percent but at that time, it was reported that there had been. 40 people that had, had an adverse reaction out of 20 odd million yeah. and you just think well, blood clots in that yeah in that time yeah. more than 40 people that had, had or hadn't had it would have dropped out of a heart attack <laughs> yeah you know what i mean or, yeah. or anything and i just think yeah. 20 or uh, 40 people out of 20 million mm. like that, to me that there's no what medicine can you think of that people wouldn't have 20 or uh, 40 people out of 20 million wouldn't have an adverse reaction to I think you've got to think about the headlines as well because they, it's it's designed to startle you enough to to want to read it because that one around blood clots you had to get three paragraphs in any article to yeah. under, to to find out that the actual instances of it were less for those that population that had had the vaccine than in real life. Yeah. So. You know, where it was 40 out of 2 million or whatever, in real life, it's it's 70. So, yes, it deserves extra <laughs> yeah. investigation. But really, it, it's not a story. It's a non-story. It's it's strange. The, well, the, the media um, the media is as guilty as anybody of dividing people over the last, mm. well, for the last 20 years, but the last year especially. I mean, like you say, that that's a clickbait. So basically what they're doing... Nobody's buying newspapers anymore. Yeah. It's a it's a yeah. dead art. It is a dead art, and if it's not dead, it's dying. And they are all fighting so hard for these clicks, and that's that's what it is. That's their revenue. Yeah. They're all fighting yeah. so hard to. But then you find, like I remember when I was young, and I, I might be way off here, but I always remember, like my my parents and my grandparents, like always told me, you could trust what the BBC said, what they reported. Now I know people go, well, it was a conspiracy and jimmy savile was a pedo you're always going to get dickheads anywhere you are <laughs> yeah do you know what i mean but like you always thought they're quite do you know what i mean we pay for them they're quite mm-hmm. independent they might have their leanings here and there but you think but now i just see it and I, I just think for them their articles are as clickbaity as anybody's yeah and you just think there's no standards to any of this anymore and people will jump on and say oh woman gets blood clots dies from vaccination and it's just like well how many people have died otherwise well that's the thing i think they should show a bit more responsibility that the continual drip feeding non-stop incessant um headlines like that have an effect on people's mental health yeah, we'll so there is a correlation between i personally i know that i feel better when i'm not looking every single day for a month on latest stats how many deaths how many um infections the latest variant you know it's yeah it's all it is and um like i say once you get past the headline then you might find something that's interesting but the headlines themselves uh i think that's part of the reason everyone's tired yeah well i mean I, i've never ever been in favor of a death count but it's like a ticker on the BBC at one point. Yeah. It was like, in a, you know, like election day specials that they run. <laughs> yeah. It was like one of those, but for, for dead people. And you, and like, I suppose I watched, I did, I tell you, for the BBC's folks, they did do a, you know, the specials they do that are about 25 yeah. minutes long. And it was about the, the, the numbers that you're seeing on the, on the screen are people. Yeah. 
Like each one of those yeah. is a person, yeah. and and I think that like if for everybody that's lost someone and everyone that's lost a business and a job and their livelihood, and like like the only way life gets back to normal, as far as the government dictates and logic dictates, is that we get vaccinated, mm. and and we sort of start opening up life again, and then with that comes immunity. It's, it was the same with measles. It was the same with mumps. It was the same with polio. Mm. Every other vaccine mm. that they've done, and why I just I just can't find any like there will always be exceptions and there will always be odd circumstances but what they do the people on the other side of the argument the the non-logical side is to hang on to a tiny piece of information the tiniest thread in all of this positive stuff that's happening yeah and they'll just milk it and milk it and milk it and milk it and then they'll say to you because there's a woman another woman on instagram she used to be on linkedin and she watched a few videos on youtube Right. And now she says to everyone, she says it all the time, um, do your research. Don't just listen to the mainstream media. It's like, you've watched fucking free videos on YouTube. You're yeah. not a vir- you're not a virologist. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You just watch Every, everyone can post. That's the thing. I think I, I could go on there and do a yeah. whole, I could do an hour video about anti-vax yeah. now and why yeah. we shouldn't take vaccinations. Do I know yeah. what I'm talking about? No, I fucking don't. <laughs> Absolutely not a clue, but I could do it. Yeah. And you know that somewhere in the internet world, people will grab mm. that and use that to defend their ridiculous position somewhere. Yeah. But we, we have the media from all sides. You have scaremongering, you have social media. And one thing that I have noticed, though, and I don't know if you, you're the same, is like, so Twitter obviously is no good. Like, it, you could say on Twitter, oh, I've had a really good day today. And someone would say, what about the bad days? You know, <laughs> don't forget to mention the bad days because people are suffering. And it's like, yeah. right. So some people, they are, they wake up every morning, like, you know, let's go, let's, they're, they're yeah. in a fight, yeah. you know, and, and, I, and I'm just not that person, especially not anymore. And then I found that, like, obviously I don't look at Facebook, I don't have it. And then Instagram seemed quite positive, seemed to be people sharing yeah like fitness tips and mm. and people working together and i mean this is a year in and people are still sort of trying to trying to push things and well-being and then i found on the whole i found like linkedin to be really positive yeah like I, I found that i don't know if it's just that i built a big community and now it's settled down to the community that i i want or like but it just seems now i don't want an echo chamber and i don't want people to just say yes no but like even the, when you have disagreements, like you can have, it just seems to be useful, or yeah. or it seems there seems to be some level of understanding in it. And like yesterday, I had um, I did it was a few days ago. So I did a post about the about the protests in London, and uh, the former rugby player Ben Cocaine, he he commented on it. Now I, I like Ben; I've always respected him. He's a brilliant, brilliant rugby player, but he, he was on the opposite side. And really? like, yeah, which surprised me no end. But then he listed like his points and stuff, and I just said, "Well, on one side you've got the NHS, the World Health Organization, Chris Whitty, um, doctors, um, virologists, exactly experts, every medical expert you can imagine." And then on the other side, you've got Ben Kakane, who used to play rugby league for England, and Gillian McKeith, who keeps pooing Tupperware. <laughs> so it's like, where's, where are you getting your evidence from, you know? So, like, just things like that. Like, it's lighthearted, you know? There's no 
there's no malice in there. There's no people calling for people to lose their jobs because of it. And, and I, think that, I think people's if there are some people who, if they start angry, it means that you're basically shutting the door on having a proper conversation and you should be able to um, put that aside so you can understand where people are coming from. You made a point earlier. Um, I thought it was really, it's really important that behind a lot, behind these numbers um, are real people yeah. who, and those real people have real families. Like you say, it's not just about the deaths, it's businesses, it's people not had jobs, worried about jobs, losing jobs, think they're losing jobs. They've got families. The, the number of real people, real stories behind all of this is quite, can be easily um, forgotten. And I yeah. think we're all guilty. We're all guilty of it because we all like to sit in certain uncomfortable in this position, in this uh, you know idea, ideology, or camp. Yeah, here comes someone else with a different viewpoint. I'm naturally going to be a bit um, defensive. Someone the other day um, on LinkedIn, luckily it was by just message, but said something just that wound me up initially. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't a very nice comment directed at, at me, and the, it's about the job post actually. And um, rather, I took a moment, and then rather than just reply, "This is idiotic," I just said, "I wrote something along the lines of, this is really not a nice comment. You you don't know me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, this is really not nice. Why why have you written this? Um, and it's not, and it's it's not true. Um, it, it basically was." Uh, there were more women on the on the job seekers list than there <laughs> right. were men, and um, but I was doing it to gain favour, you know that kind of thing. But it, it wasn't. Oh, worded you, were, to nice... you were being a white knight because you tried to help yeah. people out. Oh, you, yeah, you absolute wasn't... scumbag! <laughs> it wasn't worded so nicely, but anyway. So I said, I just said, look, that's not nice. That's that's not made me feel good, and blah blah blah. And actually, here's the reality: is if you went back three weeks, the there was main there was more men in the list. I don't even look at it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Um and then this guy came back and went, uh like you replied at like three in the morning. Oh. Um I'm really I'm really sorry. I've lost my job. My partner's left me. I'm financially in big trouble. Mm. And so this guy is in a really bad place. That's his outlet. Uh, yeah, you know, and it is just to go on um social media or whatever and that's where he's feels wronged by everyone that isn't in that position and he's hurting you know and it's um it's it's you can't always get the chance to see why someone is the way they the yes. way they are but the only way we can do it is if we approach things with just a bit more the I didn't realize you liked me that way deal because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Openness and kindness to each other, and patience. Like you say, yeah. take a second, take a second before you respond, is a, is such an is such an important thing that I've learned. Like I I've 
I've, I've probably had more arguments on there than anyone over the years, <laughs> to be honest. And, 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 and it, but not anymore. But like I've had, I've had a couple myself, mate. Like the the thing is, if you post a thing about, I don't know, a, a company's hired two women to their board, then you're going to get blokes writing, "Well, that's just sexist. Why is there no men?" And the same thing if you say if you put a picture of five lads that happen to work at a company in it, say if a company has 60 women that work it out of 120, but you take a picture of five lads that are in the office at the time, then that's sexist and people will want to draw issue. I had one the other day. Um, I did a post uh, about, so one of my original clients, so before I made it winning bid, I brought mm. most of my clients with me through to winning bid and one of the oldest ones, they're not a massive firm, and they won a £65,000 contract um, from a bid right. that we submitted. So it's not a lot for most, mo- a lot of people, but for them, it, it's, it's good. They've right. got a few of them yeah. going, and they're happy. So I posted about that. I mean, not only is it good to post that for them, it also celebrates the work I've been doing, sort of the journey I've been on. Yeah. And I was really happy with it. And then some, randomly, at like 11 o'clock, in the mor- uh, 11 o'clock at night, so a fundraiser that works for Shelter, commented on it saying you could also lose these contracts and I bet you don't give back to charity either. What? Just out of the blue. And I was just like, what the fuck? So I was like, right. So I immediately come up as a notification and I'll tell you what I was doing. I was just going to sleep, right? Yeah. I was just yeah. about Uh-oh. to go to sleep and it dinged off and I was like, um, right. So immediately I was fuming, right? Because I was just like, what? Who takes their time to write shit like that in the first place? And then I saw he worked for Shelter, and obviously some people know some people don't. They're the yeah. people that I did my first walk for. Yeah. So I, was, I was like, right, how do I respond to this? So I just waited till the next morning and just put the picture of me at the end of my shelter, yeah. the shelter T-shirt. Saying, oh, yeah. um, I said, I just did, um, just thought I'd just say, like I did a 723-mile walk for the company that you raise funds for. So I said, I think what you said was a little unfair or something along those lines without kicking off. Passive aggressive is the new me, <laughs> yeah. and and then to be fair, he did send me a message saying sorry, and and I just think that look, we're all we're all got like I got some bad news over the weekend, and and like it, sometimes things give you like a bit of perspective, mate, and and I just think I have a community for that ninety five percent of this community is supportive and really encourages me, and like. It sounds cheesy to people that don't know, people that don't use it, people that aren't in the whole LinkedIn thing. But everything, everything that my business has done so far, bar three contracts, come from LinkedIn. Mm. Inbound people have yeah. spoke to someone who I've done work for, or and they come forward. And everything I post, like, oh, that's brilliant! Right, we're behind this. Let's let's sort of see if we can help. Let's not kissing my ass, just but just to be supportive. And I do the same mm. for them. And people some people will never get that like they'll never understand how much easier like if i if i didn't have that at some point like i even posted yesterday just to say like look because i was i get in my feelings sometimes mate and my outlet is to post sometimes you know like i just think right get out there and and yesterday i was in my feelings like i said we'd had some bad news and i just said look one one thing that i'd want people to do is live life you know, like yeah. enjoy life and and don't waste your life sitting around moping and, and just do do the best you can. And it was kind of the gist of it, like just take life by the hand. And 
I think it went to about 400 likes or something like that. And, and it's not just, it's not the likes that matter. Yeah. It's just that people like for me, that's acknowledgement that the people within the community on there that I've built and I'm proud of have taken a second just to say like, Oh, like here's a support reaction or whatever. And, mm. and then you get loads of messages and comments and it, like, I always say that there is a life outside of online, right? I never want people to confuse that, but most of the support I get would be from that community. You know what I mean? I've got a good family and yeah. people around me and stuff like, but like it, it just brightened my day and it made what was a very difficult day for me yesterday, a lot easier, you know, just to, at the end of the day, when I sat back and thought about it and pe- maybe people take that advice that I gave on board and maybe, maybe people f- sort of think, well, is life that bad? You know, like we've all got, we've all got our battles to face and stuff, but it's, it's a gift. It's a gift that we've seen in the last year more than ever, as corny as it sounds, taken away from people. And whether it be your bit, like I said, your business, your family members, your being able to do the things you want to do. Like I would hope, and I posted about this right at the beginning of lockdown. I would hope that when we come out of this and we will, that, people are more patient, more kind, more understanding. And not just in the cheesy ways that you see, or not just for a hashtag for the computer, but in ways that matter to people, in ways that things like you do, like posting jobs for people or promoting a post for someone or dropping something off for their neighbours who didn't, who haven't got a way to go and get anything because they're older. You know, just little tiny steps that would make everybody's life better. And... That to me is what that that was my hope, and I mean the last few weeks, I mean it's been really negative, isn't it? And there's been a lot of bad stuff happening, and I know I'm, I'm, just... I'm an optimist. I'm an optimist, so I'd like to think that <clears throat> we've all come out. We'll all come out of this um, having our thinking evolved. Certainly, you know, like businesses have done things they never thought possible, like yeah. everyone working from home. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, well being is far more important even on a big scale so that it isn't just like a nice comfy area in your building that they go, Oh, this is how we look after our employees. They can play with, with luminous green sofas for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People have, that we, companies have had to understand where people are at individually and um, support them far more on the whole, I think anyway. Yeah. I'd like to think that we will come out of this more flexible with our thinking, more creative, maybe. Yeah, definitely kinder. Um, but like you, and it's been interesting how I think we have evolved. So I think we, I hope anyway, that everyone's, you know, our effect, the, our, as a nation, our affection for the NHS has always been there. But now mm. I think we're even more, if it's possible, thankful for them. And I'd like to think that we kind of know that clapping, whilst it had its time, isn't what's needed you know it's no. actual proper proper support um yeah so I, i'm hopeful I, I think we will come out of this a better society because we've we've shared a horrendous experience mm. um together even yeah. though we haven't been able to get together so yeah no man and, and and that's my hope but what i am cautious about and in my thinking and when i write about these things is that i don't think we've seen Obviously, we haven't seen all of the long-term effects yet. Yeah. So in terms of, like, uh, I'll paraphrase that by saying, 
I think there's good things happening in terms of like, so if you take a, a small spectrum of society, so say like, for instance, your LinkedIn network or my LinkedIn network, there's, there's a massive broad range of people across society at all, at every different level, every different end of the country, every, every different economic standpoint, wherever you want to look at it. And I'm seeing more and more of those green banners disappear. Yeah. You know, so we, we could be coming back, but we don't know what the bounce back will be like. The health implications long-term, we don't know yet. And, and the mental health side of it is obviously now, if you start to suffer from mental health problems, you're not just going to get rid of them as soon as Boris says, yeah, you can go back out down the pub. <laughs> but I, I don't know where you stand on this. I did a, I did a piece the other day about, um, that maybe that we're talking about our mental health a bit too much. Yeah, I saw that one. I like. I, I think I <clears throat> said I thought that one was um, insightful. It it was insightful because it made me it made me think. It made me question that kind of. It's a difference between um, slow and fast thinking. Yeah. Fast thinking makes you go, no, no, we should talk about it all the time. Yeah. Um, slow thinking is wait, wait a minute, hang on, is what he's saying is we do just have to we do just have to still be able to have the freedom to challenge and just get on right and say there is there is still a place for come on you've just got to get on with it it isn't or is it mental health you know once you've asked that question and I think it, it for me it meant you can hold what are seemingly separate positions at the same time. Yeah. Right? So you can you can be extremely supportive and a champion of mental health, but you can also say, do, if you're just a one-trick pony and that's all we keep talking about, does it cheapen it? And I think you're starting to see some of that with um, sports teams taking the knee. Hmm. You know, there's um, Tyrone Mings uh, plays for Villa, and is very eloquent on the subject of... He speaks well. Um, he really does yeah, speak well. Yeah, you know, um, racial equality. And um, he himself has been saying, um, this is, an you know, um, Wilfred Zaha, this this has now become a bit of an empty gesture because you're saying, oh, well, we, we take an E, so everything's fine. No, it isn't. You see that in um Slavia Prague against Rangers the other day that was just disgusting you could see it couldn't see. you you could see you could see that like two levels of hatred and you mm. could see he covered his mouth to say a racial slur yeah you wouldn't have covered your mouth otherwise yeah and the, the look on his face when he was doing it was to mm. I mean they've got a big problem in that part of the world there's they there's have, no two yeah. ways about it and they have had for a long time mm. and then to see the reaction of of Glenn Kamara, I think it was heartbroken. Mm. You could see he was absolutely heartbroken by a lot angry yeah. first, and then and yeah. then heartbroken. And you think that you imagine like in all that we've done in the world and all that we've achieved, and and so, say we vaccinated people, we put people on the moon, we can cure cancer in some cases, we can we can do all these yeah. amazing things. We can we have electric cars now that drive themselves. And yet you still have people whose fundamental opinion of others is formed on what colour their skin is. And yeah, it's insane. you just think that it what what's the answer to that? Like for me, I've always said just to say 
people are racist and make gestures like the knee and that's not enough. No. But to to me, that's not enough because what what doesn't achieve anything? Like there's there's nothing as much as it highlights a problem. Well, highlighting a problem and solving a problem are two entirely different things. And whilst it does help to solve a problem to highlight, but you have to have something going on. And and to me, it's the same with mental health. It, you can I could own a business with a hundred employees, and I could post every day about the importance of those employees' mental health. And I could say, every day at two o'clock, we stop for five minutes, we have a chat, right? And then if four of my employees are suffering at that time and I'm ignoring them and I'm posting all this stuff and I'm I've yeah. no meaningful sort of retort in the background, then you're not doing anything. Mm. You, you, you're just highlighting something that we all know is there. And mm. the only people that will argue that racism doesn't exist and mental health isn't a massive issue are people that are ignorant anyway. Yeah. You won't get, you won't, you wouldn't get a normal lateral thinking person that says racism doesn't exist. That person would usually have, they'd either be educated to a poor level on the subject. And I think that there's enough in the world nowadays for us to say like, look, racism's a huge issue. It's a massive issue. Is it the only issue? No, we have a lot of issues. Um, highlighted in the horrible events of a couple of weeks ago mm. we ha- we have a lot of issues in the country and it was it's one of those tough ones mate for me because you see i never what i never want to be is a bandwagon jumper like i always try my best to hold my own thoughts and think about things before i say them and and like the mental health one i got a lot of support for and i got a lot of stick for equally because like you said fast and slow thinking and i think if people took time to read what I'd said and process the words, then I wouldn't have had that reaction. And I posted about um, the Sarah Everard thing. And just like, just to say like, like we need to, we need to do more and not just men, society needs to do more um, to keep women safe. And whether it be like domestic violence or whether it be even so much as funding when, when people have to leave homes and stuff like me and my mum and my brother and sister, we lived in a, in one room in a, a place called the Hinton hotel, which was like a, a shelter thing for, for a long time, nearly a year we lived there and there was no funding to help. And there was, mm. there was so it's like, I understand the system. I've, I've seen it. I've been through it and it, it is an issue. It's continually going to be an issue to deny it. Isn't solving it to sweep it under the carpet. Isn't, solving it but then also for some that i've seen and, I, and i'll say it openly just screaming men 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 is also isn't going to solve it because what you're going to do is just alienate people that are on the fence or not as educated as like so if me and you were having a conversation with two ladies and they were giving us our experience their experiences of sexual harassment and and sexual assault, then I think I, I obviously know you and I know myself well enough to know we'd sit there and listen, we'd empathize, and then and we would consider their points. But some people don't have that ability. If you just shout men and they're on the fence, they get panicky and they say, Well, it's not all men. It's like, Well, hmm. no, it isn't. It hmm. isn't all men, you know, but it's an it's a lot of men and it, it's enough men that whatever that I mean, the statistics were 97 percent yeah, it's, it's, 18 to 24 year olds have been sexually harassed and it, that's insane it's, it's, a, it's horrendous i think what i'm hearing from from you what i like to think is um 
what you're saying is uh, awareness and conversation is is one thing but actually if you if you are serious about addressing these problems in society that it need it can't just be awareness and conversation there has to be practical um steps taken so like you say that's that that's funding you know that yeah. that's that's funding that's education at a younger level a younger age rather that is um doing things to make sure that whether it is sexism or racism the stigma attached with those things means that we as a society are saying they're unacceptable yeah and that those that are likely to be um subject or victims of either of those have the right means to um protect themselves to um have support from where it's needed because the mental health one is really interesting because again without what I'm I'm this isn't a political statement this is yeah. just a this is just fact is you're right it is great that there's so much more awareness it is great that now people don't have to lie when they talk to their hr department about what's wrong they can say that they have a mental illness and i think the majority of people now thankfully will say your mental illness is as real and important and significant as a physical illness yeah that's great but mental health funding especially for the young in our country yeah. has been decimated over the last few years and it's really challenging for people to get help other than what they read or they can find themselves yeah you know to get access to trained counselors to get access to people that can make them better yeah is really really difficult and it would be great to see and maybe people are doing it they just don't talk about it but it would be great to see like you say the people that are talking about it maybe even just creating a bit of a movement and saying here's how we if you're interested in this and if you're sincere here's how you can make a difference did you know this service offers you a text where vulnerable people can text and they will get a counselor text back to them but that service is 90% reliant on donations. Yeah. So let's do something about that. Or maybe let's challenge whoever the government is that they do need to fund bad, you know, mental health far better than they currently do. And yeah. community centres and things like that that make a real significant difference um, in, in from a preventative point of view, yeah. again, being underfunded and kind of access for especially young people is far far reduced than it's ever been and we could be doing something about that we've we've got that power yeah um you know i, I that's that's what i'm hearing that's why i thought that post was was really insightful because you're in a really i thought um gentle eloquent way asking people to to challenge their thinking because i think it's just too easy to say hashtag mental health or yeah. whatever the current day of the month is yeah international day of this you know we're right behind it yeah that's great as if it's backed up by practicality yeah it is i mean there's there's another that one of the other things i have noticed i haven't posted it yet because i think probably sometimes it's best to let things simmer down a bit but one thing so we had the the asian shootings in america the other day the guy that was actively targeting asians and and then there was a hashtag and and nobody really nobody really spoke about it and then i saw the same people 
that were condemning the BLM protests last year. And I mean, I condemned them from a public health point of view. And I've been consistent on that all the way through. I don't believe while we're under lockdowns, people should be mass gathering. Um, But I saw some women who condemned that last year then say, why have the police broken up this vigil? They have the right to protest because they're a woman and they're not black. And I think that with all of these things, what I'm not seeing is you, you cannot, 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 with any credibility at all, shout equality on a subject that only matters to you. Like if you're go- if you're going to shout for um, if you're going to shout for racial equality and support BLM, then you also have to shout for female equality and you have to shout for Asian equality and and trans and sort of get rid of transphobia and like I don't think I don't think it's productive in any way to be inconsistent about those things because at the end of the day equality is equality it has a definition and it, and I don't think you can apply varying levels of equality or this is our summer equality and our winter equality you have equality or you don't mm. and I would like to see more consistency from those that shout the loudest that tend seemingly and I'm not ever going to dig anyone out publicly, but I see a lot of people with big followings and loud voices talking very loudly about things that matter to them, Mm. but not about other things that matter to everybody else. And there's no consistency to that. And to me, it's, it's just, then that's when it becomes that horrible cycle of doing it for likes, not doing anything behind it. And you're just saying a word. And then in two years time, if someone said to you, what did you do? And all you can say is, well, I posted, you know, mm. I did a little post about it and and yeah. 20,000 people saw it. Or, But the, the, you've got to be consistent. We have equality or we don't. And yeah. I would I would love to see more people sort of jump on. We are, as I think, as people, and I, and I know not everybody's the same, but I, I think that we are pre, preconditioned as soon as we're old enough to learn about what we are and what we're not. And in terms of, they, they, they always use that comparison, like, well, nobody's born a racist. And that is entirely true. Everything is learned behavior. And like the suspicion of women towards men and uh, white people towards black people and black people towards white people and seemingly at the moment, everybody towards Asians, you know, because it hasn't received half of the, the publicity that it should have. And, it, and I think that's conditioned in us from the media, from things we learn. And all it is, is a massive big cloud of nothing. Yeah. You'll get a statistic and you'll get these, but it's nothing. People are people. Men and women are people. Whatever colour your skin is, you're people. I would rather see if someone's going to say, right, well, like someone said to me when I condemned the London protests, we didn't say this about Black Lives Matter. Do you know what the the most satisfying thing that I could do was just post the link to where I did (laughs) criticise That you know, I didn't say a word yeah. other than to post yeah. the link, and I just nah. think nobody's consistent. Like, yeah. and, and you have to, and you're going to upset people sometimes. Like, I, I didn't post about police breaking up the Sarah Everard visual because, to me, from what I saw, it didn't look like a visual to me. It looked like people were pro, and then people turned up who weren't had no business being there really they weren't there to celebrate a life or to remember or to show solidarity they were there to cause trouble and with the 
with the police and those people are always going to be at every at every event and then it turns into something else and so then I couldn't say I couldn't condemn the Black Lives Matter protest last year as well as condemning the London protest but because they're women you know, let's let them we'll give them a pass <clears throat> it's yeah, consistent I think, I, you are right you have always been consistent around your um, about Pub, you know, public safety of mass gatherings and protests. I don't know enough because I don't think I don't I don't know enough. I haven't seen enough footage or first-hand stories for any of these different protests that were yeah. that were took place. I just think it's really unfortunate that the it seems like the response from the police was inconsistent. So <laughs> Rangers celebrating their league title, just do what you want. Um, have, well, they did they did it on the Shankland Road and. The Shankill Road in Ireland as well, didn't they? Northern Ireland. It was. I just think you know it's just really unfortunate that the Black Lives Matter and Sarah Everard um, protest, for some reason, were handled um, differently. And I, but one, I think we've said something when the very first time we spoke. Um, I like the fact that if we believe the destination is the same. The destination is an equal society where people are treated fairly, regardless of anything. Yeah, um, that's the most important thing. The route that we get there, as long as we're progressing towards it, can differ at times, and that's yeah. fine. Um, we'll have different opinions of things, but we fundamentally think of we're doing something to try and make society better. I, I love that. I've I, I, more power to you. I've. I've if I think about one of the benefits or one of the things from this lockdown is I've really enjoyed kind of developing a, a friendship with you and you're always someone that makes me think. And I, I love that. Um, That's very kind. We're going to have to do, we're going to have to draw this to a close. I'm afraid I've got my day job to, to do and I can't get away from it, but I would like to um, carry this on and, and find out a little bit more about the trials and tribulations of you setting up a successful business in the middle of this pandemic. I think it's been great to see your um, success. And like you say, the, the community that you've built is just great to see. Um, Nick, thanks for everything you do for people that aren't as um, in, a, in as good a position as you and you're, you share everything. I, I, yeah, pleased and proud to call you a friend. That's very kind, mate. It means a lot. It really does. Thank you, Ch mate. Choked me up at the end. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>